Hi and welcome to the Voido podcast where we do a weekend review of everything we heard, watched, saw, overheard and listened to in the world of streaming, advertising, monetization, ad tech and the internet at large. I am Anand and with me is Kavita Shenoy, founder and CEO of Voido. How are you doing Kavita? Hello, hello. I am happy to be back in beautiful Bangalore. We've had a great trip to Singapore. We met a whole bunch of people. We had a lot of I want to say kane mochi, which is yeah. the frozen mochi ice cream. A lot of great food, great company, good meetings. It was exciting to meet people there. And the last time we hosted this podcast, we were at the brink of the IPL biddings going to the floors. It was that Sunday and we recorded on the Friday before. Lots has happened since that podcast and I know that you're bursting at the seams to break it down for everybody listening here because I think every single news outlet has covered it. Everybody has various opinions and you've really worked hard over the last 24 hours putting together a whole bunch of things that stitch together everything that's gone on in the bidding. Take it away. Yeah, I think we at Voiro have had a very keen interest in this series of events because we play every possible role we are fans we are consumers we are partners to many of the organizations who have won and bid for the rights and we are enthusiasts in the industry if that's even an official designation <laughs> um what was interesting is between friday and monday there was just so much speculation about who was going to bid who pulled i know amazon pulled out at the very last minute from from the bid and there was also leaked information some of which was incorrect and we'll put a bunch of links like we always do in the substack and in the description but i thought i'd take a second to just summarize it given where we left off um so broadly there were four packages that were up for bidding in this auction and i know when we were talking on i think friday or saturday in singapore one of the things we were curious about is how it would go down is there a portal is there a website um the bcci did this as an e auction this time and it was something that they set up using a company called m junction which is a joint venture between tata steel and the sport the steel authority of india and so i was asking my colleague rohan earlier today about auctions in the steel industry and apparently that itself is a massive practice in science i didn't know that they had mock auctions on june 6th and Amazon, Disney, Z, Sony, Viacom 18, Sky Sports, Google, Dream 11, MX Player and Supersport from South Africa all participated in the mock auction. And so this was clinically run and the BCCI was big on making it very transparent. And they had a bunch of practices in there about who could see which bid and apparently till the highest bid was visible on screen nobody could even view who had bid what so they tried to make it extremely transparent how exciting yeah it must have been fun to be in one of those rooms um with i'm sure analysts in the room and st- strategy folks sitting behind the scenes but m junction created this bid and there were four packages up for grabs package a b c and d a was television in india b was digital rights in india c was a bouquet of non exclusive rights which total about 24 matches about 25% of the tournament just over 25% of the tournament and interestingly bouquet c is a flexible bouquet because every year the ipl is trying to add more teams to the league it was 8 then it became 10 then it became 8 again now it's back up to 10 teams and they're looking to grow the number of teams in the league and so the bouquet will then increase as the size of the league goes up so it's flexible 
but the bouquet is non-exclusive and it added an interesting twist because for the first time there was no composite bidding you couldn't bid for everything all in at once but also too C has a very strategic play to it because technically you could bid for package B and get digital rights but you don't want anyone else in the door so anyone who won the rights to package B had an automatic right to bid 5% more than the highest bidder in package C oh. so you would basically create exclusivity and throw them out which is what eventually happened and then there was package D which is worldwide television and digital and i think when they say worldwide they're largely referring to the middle east and us rest of the world basically rest of the world um the bids were also on a per match basis so despite all the broad numbers we've heard league wise the bidding actually was on a per match basis so the bcci set the base price of television at 49 crore or 6.2 million dollars per match digital which was package b was 33 crore or 4.2 million per match and for me that's an interesting signal because you're already saying that the base price for television is 48% higher than the base price for digital um then there was something called a minimum incremental bid which was 50 lakhs or 64000 package c was set at 11 crore per match 1.4 million dollars and package d was 3 crore per match 0.4 400000 and every package gave the winner the right to do this for the adjacent package so if you won package a you could bid for package b b you could bid for package c and so on so then it all went down in those two days and we got our alerts while we were out on the road we were hearing from everybody on twitter and linkedin as well as folks in our um, office and here's how it finally went down package a which was television in india was won by star and disney and therefore the walt disney company at large and they ended up bidding um a total of 23575 crore or 3.02 billion dollars wow. for the television rights which of course has one group of pundits going in one direction and saying all right tv is still around tv is still big and it's still big enough for someone to bid for an exclusive package just for television in india packages b and c went to the viacom 18 group for 23758 crore which is 3.05 billion which for me is immediately saying the gap between the television per match uh, base bid and the digital per match base bid which was set at 48% the eventual winner had a deficit a delta of 14% that's a sign that the value of a digital bid is definitely approaching that of television package d the worldwide tv and digital rights went to times internet for a total value of 1058 crore which is 14 million dollars so that's Times how it all internet went internet started off at the top of the pile yes. back in 2008 or 9 whenever yes. they started ipl yes yeah so those are the results and i was very um intrigued to sort of put all this data together and also study the list of folks who were in the mock auction and then the folks who actually participated in the actual auction so why auction? do you think they dropped off between the mock auction and the real auction i mean we read about it in the press yeah. as well that yeah. amazon had dropped out or somebody else had dropped out from between the mock and the final in the mock did they actually release all of these packages and tell them exactly what was being done they did but i don't think the actual numbers are out in the public because sure. it was mostly to test the platform and make sure that all the transparency that they were pushing for is maintained so basically the rules of the game at that point in time yeah. so i'm assuming at that point when you're told the rules of the game you're kind of saying okay i really don't want to play this I this guess, time around i guess the participants for the mock auction had to participate in a tender 
in an IPL tender which was put out by M Junction. Yeah. Um, I want to say many months ago. And yeah, that's how it went down. So I am excited as. Man, M Junction has seen steel and now IPL. Yeah, they also did the BCCI rights in 2018. So they've okay. gotten a good at um, cricket uh, rights. Yes, 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 and they do it well. I'm. Um, I, I would love to look into that technology at some point, but they seem to have done it well. well. Excellent. I think one of the things that, you know, we were commenting on in the press as well over the last week uh, with the team also working over here to understand what was happening uh, with the bids is that the fact that you're able to now watch IPL on IPL on different platforms is a huge signal. Um, it's not going to be consolidated into just one player. And they're trying to spread out the ability for success. And what you said about Package C, which was growing along with the the game in itself is great because it kind of takes away the friction of who's going to um, uh, sort of bankroll this team in terms of advertising in the future or any kind of revenue stream in the future if a new team has to come up versus uh, trying to go again into a different tender, different bid, etc. And it signals the longevity of the sport, which was something that if you remember, somebody tweeted online saying back in the day when they had started off with IPL and that they were um, they were actually, I think it was Parminder Singh mm. from Media Corp. He had tweeted and he had said that, you know, when he had started off with IPL at the time and selling packages, people didn't want to be associated with something that felt seemingly short term and look where we are. And um, there's a lot of stuff that's happening on IPL, but the point that you made on digital being the forerunner looks like the forerunner right now in terms of how much it has caught up with the deficit in TV and the kind of people that have actually bid for uh, uh, IPL, which I know that you're going to go through, where it could be, it could be a huge signal as to how much prep uh, happened to actually acquire these rights. It, it isn't serendipitous. It isn't, it isn't something that happened by chance. It was an extremely well-managed, meticulous plan of companies coming together and great minds in the industry coming together to actually acquire these rights. IPL for me, and I think this entire company is is the heartbeat of what we do in content and technology because it's the largest canvas, especially for India, for companies to experiment in terms of technology, in terms of the type of content. I'm excited to see what happens with IPL in the future because I truly believe that if we want to increase viewership, we have to take IPL to where new viewers are. So I'm hoping that companies like Viacom 18 and Star will start partnering up with other streaming companies like or other applications like the short video uh, apps of our time and, and try to do something that's far more innovative than trying to only drive uh, viewership to their apps. Control the content, monetize that content because that content now belongs to you and you have such a long uh, leash on that content now. You have five years. So it's a, it's a great sign for us in terms of um, the jobs that we're going to create, the talent that we're going to see, the content that we're going to create and the kind of IPs we're going to create over time is something that I'm I'm excited to be a part of both as a consumer and as, and as a business. Um, I know that you have uh, a lot of insights on the whole Paramount Reliance yes. bit. Yes. Go ahead. Yes. Um, it's been months now where the market has been making moves. Um, acquisitions, uh, hiring of very, very key leadership personnel um, and investments. If you look at the Viacom 18 conglomerate now, um, James Murdoch and Uday Shankar put together Bodhi, Bodhi Tree investments that put down a $5 billion investment, I want to say, 
in the Reliance Group, which owns Geo, Geo Ad Server, Geo TV, Viacom 18, the Network 18 Group. Um, I was reading a, a blog by a streaming pundit called Evan Shapiro, Evan Shapiro, who basically said that this is a masterstroke by James Murdoch, and the winner is Paramount plus Reliance. And so one of the things that I would be interested in seeing is how they go about executing this. Because like you were saying, this is going to spawn ancillary tech, ancillary plays, ancillary, ancillary value-added services that can effectively increase the LTV or the lifetime value, which is a very interesting series of events that will play out in the next few years. Because across multiple properties, this is a conglomerate of companies that is effectively going to run this or raise this like a village over the next five years and extract commerce, extract eyeballs and attention, convert this traffic, retain them for a variety of purposes. Because there was a lot of talk through the last few months about how this, the, the direction in which bid values are going is just unsustainable. And it truly is. Harsha Bhogli put out a tweet on the day of the auction where he said, you know, damned if you do and damned if you don't. Because you, if you walk away, you don't get a shot at this at all. But if you do, you're going to get a shot at doing this, which is a very, very hard task to execute. But I think the series of moves that these organizations have been making, all of them, Disney on one side, the Viacom 18 and Reliance family on the other side, is definitely going to be interesting to watch. And I suspect this is not the first strategic masterstroke. There's going to be many. Um, it also signals to me the fact that sports is just standing tall. A lot of the narratives in streaming and OTT and advertising after what happened to Netflix earlier this year and the fact that they got gutted in the public markets pointed at the fact that this just doesn't work and it was all fake and it was just fictitious uh, growth. But through all of that, while different companies have tried to rearrange themselves to create conglomerates, to create original content, to figure out if theat theatrical releases have to come back as well as again drive LTVs, Sports has the ability to attract market dynamics like, like nothing else. And we talked about this in the last podcast where we broke down Unnish's narrative on sports having to become more inclusive and just the sheer potential that it has. This is also the first time that, like the West, India has followed suit and had different companies for television and digital. But the IPL now is second only to the NFL in the United States in terms of the cost of rights per match. The NFL is... 17 million per match, but the IPL is now at 15 million if you combine television. It's a very close gap. Yes. And the EPL is at 11 million. So it's about 30% behind the IPL. And the EPL is a far more global sport than the IPL is in terms of the number of countries that watch it. But Asia's size actually overweighs yes. what EPL does. So the value of the IPL signals the fact that this is a massive market full of young people and young people who are becoming far more transactional in nature. And so it definitely sing signals the value that is there on the table to be extracted, although that is going to require um, some very strategic thinking by these organizations. But I have no doubt that they'll do it and that we will be entertained. For sure. For sure. So we're talking about the fact that NFL is, you know, slightly more expensive. There are rumors in the market that Apple is yes. also bidding on sports. Yes. Um, through the same period, through the last two weeks, um, Apple put down a, a bid for Major League Soccer in the United States and they won it. And they've paid 
250 million a year for a 10 year period so they paid 2.5 billion dollars which works out to half a million dollars per match which is still smaller than the other leagues but the MLS is a much smaller league but apple has also won rights to major league baseball they i think are in the running for nfl rights netflix on the other hand is bidding for formula 1 rights and so clearly there's a lot of activity around sport and bidding for sport in a way that also signals a bunch of innovations i was looking at some of the packages that apple is offering for major league soccer and the one thing they've done is they've got an exclusive rights two is these are the rights across all of that and they, they don't have broadcast as a play but these are the rights across all their devices and smart tv partnerships that they have and so apple's signal to consumers is you can anywhere you can access apple tv you can access these rights it's also available on playstation xbox and chromecast through apple tv's app and they are also offering some matches for free but there is a set of premium matches that you would have to pay for in addition to your apple tv subscription so they are also trying to figure out the revenue model but again it's very interesting to look at how people look at uh, sports as anchor content so to speak going back to evan shapiro's post he was talking about how if you don't get your consumers to log into your product multiple times a week they will churn We saw this last week or two weeks ago when we were talking about Warner Brothers Warner Brothers Discovery and the fact that their portfolio of content has mainstream events or mainstream pieces of content but also augmented by filler content. I guess it's the same thing with sport because these leagues effectively can spill into every day of the week across multiple sports and so now you have a bouquet of offerings that will keep consumers coming back for a variety of reasons but there is a reason to come back almost every day of the week. and if you can do that you create second order effects they can then discover content from there and discover content across sports and entertainment which is kind of what disney plus and hotstar did for the last 5 years true very exciting true so there is a statistic out there that um, it may be dated but when you are a content a broadcaster your mix of the type of content you want to own should be between 48 to 50% of news and sports and then entertainment because that is your most loyal user base those are the guys who are going to come back repeatedly those are the guys who are going to pay for it because they are passionate about sports they want the right news or they are aligned to the kind of news you're delivering so if you look at what viacom 18 is currently doing and if you look at the entire empire that reliance is setting up it's exactly right it's exactly where it should be and it's taking the concept of web3 which i have come to the final conclusion it is just web2 plus commerce <laughs> right because there is nothing else to web3 at this point in time that's going to really drive me to think about it differently it's just that commerce in web2 fell by the wayside because everybody was excited about the internet and then suddenly woke up to the fact saying that hey man we got to get paid and so now web3 is all about we'll do everything the same stuff we'll have the metaverse which is like sims into like 10000 but we will always have a way for people to pay pay their way through just like in real life that's a that's a fascinating dichotomy because effectively what you're doing by having 50% um uh, news and other forms of content and 50% um entertainment entertainment hey man is you're creating a relationship yeah between the platform and consumers which is exactly what it should be every one of these um fabrics or frameworks is pointing at the same thing right filler content mainstream content uh, different types of relationships every day of the week uh content plus commerce is basically signaling different strains of relationship that lead to a higher ltv 
But Peter Kafka, who's now launched a newsletter in addition to his podcast, wrote, I think his first or second edition two weeks ago, where he was talking about how while you must create a relationship as a platform, market the content, not the platform. Yeah. Do not try. Which is what we're talking about in terms of viewership, right? Don't try and get people to come to whatever your app is called for IPL. Get the content across. You'd make money anyway. You own that content, right? You were talking about your nephew the other day. And we're talking about how if there's a lull in conversation or if something happens that's a little boring on screen, he's back to his phone and like swiping through TikTok. I mean, that's filler content in real real life. IRL. IRL, correct. So there is a lot to be said about going to where your viewers are versus getting your viewers to you because that game is out. Now, this is Web3, right? Distributedness of the entire uh, internet, which is any way it was. I'm still really annoyed by this Web3 perspective. But the point is that I'm hoping that the new owners of the IPL rights really break out of this archaic way of thinking, which is trying to build a a platform with the content, but owning that content and really harnessing it to spread it out to the internet. Absolutely, right? And I think there is is only out-of-the-box thinking ahead of us. there seems to be this ability, if you're talking about marketing your content and not the platform, you can market different types of content differently because you have all of those pipes available. It's okay, for example, to be Netflix, to have original content and do a theatrical release before you put it on the platform. You don't have to say that I have only one option because theatrical releases, and I finally went and watched Top Gun, by the way, and I was blown away. Oh, thank God. I did. I couldn't stand the number of people around me who were talking about <laughs> it and th- throwing references. And, if it was not for gifs. copyright and Santosh standing in the corner saying, no, I would have definitely played the anthem right now. I might go again this weekend. <laughs> but put them in theaters if that's what it needs. Put them in different forums if that's what it needs. Find a way to be strategic about every piece of content. I'm thinking you can be strategic about every match. Yeah. You don't have to have the same approach. And you can definitely increase subscriptions. I mean, today, if I'm a user who wants to watch a content without ads, I'm willing to pay a pretty price for it. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not looking to get subsidized. If I was, then I'd look at the content with ads. That's trying to understand the psyche of this consumer and making your money on it because mm-hmm. this content is expensive. And I want to be able to dictate the kind of experience that I have as a consumer. So give me that choice, right? Anyway, this has been an ex- excellent session. I like the way that you broke down everything on uh, the IPL bid and I'm fascinated by the entire auctioning process as we always are. I'm excited about the next five years and I, um, I'm i excited to be a consumer yes. at this point in yes, time. First Just foremost. entertain yeah. me, man. That's yeah. it. Okay. Thank you everybody for joining us for this week's short but very informative podcast if you have any questions you want to comment on this or jam with us on what's next with ipl drop us a line thanks everyone bye see you next week